Welcome to Eurovision, a podcast with a unique Irish perspective on the Eurovision Song Contest. 12 points. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Eurovision podcast. You are joined by myself Lou and my trusty co-host Connor and today we have basically a big big catch up (laughs) on our hands. We have six countries we want to discuss and their revealed entries and artists for the Eurovision Song Contest 2024. The Eurovision Song Contest 2024 is indeed taking place in Malmö or Malmö. Oh God, don't bring that up again. Don't bring that up again. (laughs) In Sweden. Now, there is lots of news out of Sweden. We've had a Cornelia Jacobs concert in Dublin. But really, we're going to be covering all things Sweden in another little bonus episode coming to your feeds very, very soon over the next few days or so. So keep an eye out for that. But Connor, we're not talking about Sweden today or Ireland for that matter. <laughs> Thank Makes God. A change. <laughs> <laughs> There's more countries in Eurovision. What? what? Who would have known? Oh Who my God, known? 36 others. <laughs> so today, Connor, we are discussing Slovenia. Who yes. else? Slovenia. We've got Luxembourg, Norway, Spain. Spain. Malta and Ukraine. Ukraine. Yeah, so we're we're going to be busy. We're going to be busy. But it's time we caught up because, of course, we were talking about Ireland for the month of January and other little little bits and pieces in between. So it's good to catch up now. We're doing a revi- revision and coming up to speed with things. Um, I love your song and I love Ireland. However, this is kind of my favourite part. Yeah. Of. Once we've selected, you yeah. can relax and you can enjoy the other yeah. selections. Especially like we're into February now. We're getting into the madness of Super Saturdays coming left, right and centre. We're going to have song releases nearly every day coming up. You know, so there's a lot to be looking forward to over the next few I weeks. I put a countdown to the 1st of March. Oh, really? Do you know why? I don't know why. Ali Alexander, Dizzy. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Is it the 1st of March? I completely missed that. 1st of March, 1st of March. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, Yeah, he Mm. released a little snippet today. Yeah. frozen, all memories lost. So won't you make me I'm excited. Oh, get to the year. I can't wait. Lads. I, can't I'm, wait. I think it looks promising. I, I don't agree with people saying it's a winner. Or it's not a winner. We've heard 20 seconds. It's so hard to judge out of a three minute song. But all I will say is it sounds promising. But like you can't. Ah, here, come on now. 
I want it to be a winner. I want them to. I would love the UK to win this year. But I don't think you can call it a winner or a loser at this stage. It was 20 seconds. I can. I did. Well, I don't agree with you, but anyway. <laughs> well, I agree with myself, so it's okay. <laughs> me, myself, and You're that. Such a sweet I would love them to win. I would love them to win. But I reserve my judgment. Right, yeah, stop singing. Stop singing. We got, we got, we got loads yeah, of songs to be singing tonight. Now. <laughs> yeah, Ali Alexander, I'll be your backup dancer, babe. Your backup singer, no props. What has happened to us? And our relationship with the UK over the uh, last year or two. Like, I've never been so pro-UK in my life. I want to go back to Liverpool. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. Oh, Jesus. Moving further afield. I suppose today, Connor, we're just going to kick things off in the first of the run of six countries you want to discuss today. The earliest one to be announced out of this list of songs is a country in the Balkan region, Central Europe to Balkan region. I would say one of my favourite countries in Europe to visit. I've always said I would love this country to host Eurovision because Ljubljana is one of the most beautiful capital cities in the world. And Lake Bled is such a beautiful place. Highly recommend. Anyway, this is not Fulcher, Slovenia. <laughs> this is <laughs> Slovenia's entry for the Eurovision Song Contest 2024. It's Raven with Veronica. kick us off there what is coming to you Raven we know Raven has been a highly acclaimed and kind of loved artist for Eurovision fans for a long time featured in many van contests has been in EMA the she seemed to always finish second so it's nearly like fate had a song about cows yeah Mamu. <laughs> God, it didn't take us long. No, it did not. It did not. Uh, yeah, but your thoughts here on the song and the video and Raven and so on. I Yeah, I love the aesthetic of the music video. The song itself, I think, is really interesting. It's that typical Balkan kind of dramatic ballad in a sense, but not the typical ballad. It doesn't sound dated. Um, I really like the entry. <laughs> I can't get past the kind of like dramatic opera sounds at the end. The Million Pound Drop Team tune. I will put it in here so people know. But every time I hear it, I just hear that in the, the song now. And it kind of ruins it for me, but it's just a personal thing. But it's <laughs> just the dramatic, like, oh! And Davina McCall coming out with, like, Million Pounds coming out of her. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's... Look, it's a good entry. I think it's a good progression for Slovenia. They've obviously decided to go um, internal again after the success of Joker last year. Results-wise, probably not the best, but in terms of the fan base getting behind Slovenia, EMA wasn't working out for them. Um, so I love this direction that they're going in. Raven, like you said, is loved by Eurovision fans. A lot of people have wanted her to go to Eurovision for, for many, many years. So I will be interested to see how this does and how it translates to the stage. Based on the music video visuals, I think it looks very, very promising. I love the kind of fire, snow, water elements that are incorporated into the video. Yeah, I I think it's a good entry from Slovenia and um, I think it will, it will do okay. It's yeah. not a winner. It's not a winner. Mm. And I don't think it's a top 10. 
mm. finish. But I think it would be mid-table at best. Yeah. For me. For me. Yeah. What about you? Fair. A lot of things to say here, actually. Um, it's funny you comment on uh, what you said were kind of operatic mm. sounds. Um, I was reading up about Raven earlier. Raven is actually a trained opera singer. Okay. She went off into the only very recently, actually, and a very accomplished opera singer. So... I wonder, is that sort of a little nugget in there for the live performance that she'll really come to life and perform that really well live, you know? And that would be kind of impressive, actually, because apart from the likes of La Forza and, you know, very specific operatic entries we've had, it's not something that's done very often in Eurovision and it could really help, actually, Raven to stand out. So I'd be interested to see how that goes down live. Um, As a song, like, to me, it's... interesting that it's so high up in many fans rankings that i've seen online and like the eurovision scoreboard like look and there's jokes about that every year the eurovision scoreboard is just a collection of fans voting it doesn't necessarily count for anything but it's a good indication of, of what people think yeah, of the absolutely. lineup of songs um i think it's i, I i'm a, i'm surprised pleasantly surprised for raven that this is so high up in people's rankings only just because i don't feel like it's a standout studio track like i don't feel like there's much of a hook there in the melody like even like most of the Eurovision songs out so far like I can hum or like sing a bit of a hook mm-hmm. Doomsday Blue has a really clear hook um but like in this one all I think of is like oh like this kind of la 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 la, la but there's no there's no clear melody yeah. and you know you need that you do and especially when I love that it's in the Slovenian language mm-hmm. I think that's great keep that but if you're going to have it in uh, a language that most viewers don't understand then you sort of need something else for viewers to hook on to totally now agree. if the melody doesn't do that the visual of course could do that and as you alluded to Connor the visuals are very very good and very striking in the music video I was reminded a little bit of Duncan Lawrence's arcade yes. with like the the swimming Swimmers, yeah. and and kind of the uh, what would you say the the kind of the rawness of the almost bare bodies mm. you know in the water um you know it was like uh, there was a real kind of vulnerability in the video but then all of this power coming from Raven so that was quite cool I always admire like a strong powerful woman you know I always. Um, admire that for what it is but um, as for the actual song it doesn't do a whole lot for me it feels like it ends very abruptly you know mm. the, the I don't know how long the song but the three minutes let's say it, it's over very quickly mm. and I know we were listening to another song afterwards just to catch up on everything and I felt like that was really really long whereas with Slovenia's it just was like oh is that it yeah it didn't leave me with any like wow moment or mm. you know and then again that could come when it's a live performance but they need to make this cinematic they do but also it begs the question there's a lot of witch comparisons between raven this is and more mermaid vibes i don't get witch vibes at mermaid. all from this. Yeah. i get mermaid for sure because of the water elements yeah. and almost the outfit raven has on yeah uh i was looking up raven raven said you're younger than me there you go what's going on <laughs> What's what's in the water in Slovenia? <laughs> That's Do what you, you you need to go to Slovenia and bare body water well, swimming. Well, no, no, actually, sorry, it's it's really interesting. I mentioned water in a conversation about Slovenia. Did you know that Uh-oh. they have the clearest water in the world? And Slovenian people are very proud of that fact. Very proud. Um, we're only on the first song, and I'm already doing this. <laughs> um, yeah, when I was in Slovenia, it was like the number one thing. Locals, locals in Slovenia are wonderful people, by the way. 
But um, that was the number one thing they would tell you, like, really proudly they'd say, like, you can bring your bottle or your cup to any stream or any river or lake in Slovenia and you can drink from it. We have, like, the cleanest water in the world. And in fairness, it's a very clean country, very beautiful country. Um, Remember, uh, it was Anna Kodrich a few mm-hmm. years ago? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was all about water. So... Slovenia sending like a mermaid mythical kind Makes of thing. Sense. I can get on board with it. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to add on to what you were saying just about them selecting internally. I think as far as, you know, the whole do you go internal versus national selection conversation you can have about any Eurovision mm-hmm. country. I personally feel Slovenia is a country who should stick primarily to the internal. In fairness, I think if there's a year where like there's nothing really standing out in what you have by all means go for a national selection but i think they were really smart last year to just get joke rights contribution and say oh that's the one go with that yeah yeah and i think sending raven is a great move too because raven has come really close what like three times yeah, now yeah. In, in ema and fans really love her mm-hmm. so it kind of it puts her in a good position going forward you know and slovenia is in semi-final two if i'm correct semi one i believe oh oh same of course sorry the, the same were, as ours so that'll be interesting that'll be interesting yeah to see to see how slovenia fares but it's a good effort um in terms of streaming it's it's not one i'm going mm-hmm. to be streaming yeah i don't think but i can respect the art and the craft going on here absolutely so there we have it, Connor. We're one song day and five to go. Off from Ljubljana <laughs> International, and that was your message Airport. from Falcha, Slovenia. <laughs> no, seriously, that's beautiful country. Beautiful country. Go there. Um, where are we jetting off to next? The next entry to be revealed was Luxembourg's entry, and this was Tally with Fighter. And there we have it. After many, many years away from the contest, Luxembourg are back and competing with this song, Tally Fighter. Um, I'll kick it off, Lou. Uh, to be honest, I don't have a lot to say about the song. I think it is a bit dated. It's just a bit bland. doesn't really ignite my fire. Um, I got to say the national final itself, impressive it was in terms of production and the, the style of the show. You know, for a country that's been away for so long, they definitely did a good job in that sense. But I didn't think they had any real songs that were standouts and would get them a good result. Um, Yeah, I don't have a lot to say on this entry. It's not for me. I think it is actually my bottom place at the moment. I'm just not a fan of it. Not listening to it, not streaming it. Yeah, that's really all I got to say, unfortunately. The song is poor, in my opinion. It's dated. The production of the show was very impressive. And I liked how they had so many Eurovision winners and acts. It was a bit like the, what is it, the Het Grote Festival yeah. thing <laughs> that happens in the Netherlands every November. It was just like a, a huge collection of Eurovision acts from over the year. So Luxembourg clearly has some budget. Um, it would have just been wonderful to have combined Ireland's songs 
and values with Luxembourg's production and budget. What a show that would be. <laughs> Unfortunately, both countries don't have all four of those things. So that's where we are with Luxembourg. <laughs> I'm very glad that Luxembourg are back and I am looking forward to seeing what Luxembourg will send. Hopefully over the next few years, I hope they, you know, continue on in, in the Eurovision Song Contest over the years. So... We're jetting off now from Luxembourg International Airport or most likely from Brussels or somewhere because there's not a whole load of flights into (laughs) Luxembourg or out of Luxembourg. And we are heading off to Trondheim in Norway, Connor, because the hotly anticipated MGP, MGP, (laughs) Melody Grand Prix in Norway took place last week. And we have our winners, the group Gutte, with the song Ulvaham will fly the flag for Norway in neighboring Sweden. Connor, we watched MGP together <laughs> in my house. We watched MGP together. I love MGP most years. I think it's a great national final. Side note, I would really like to go next year, quite possibly. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's like up my list. I'm doing Melfest for a third time. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, it's a, it's a joke now. Like I love Melfest, but like, you know, I need to spread my wings a bit. Um, so Benadorm or MGP, we'll see. But anyway, we watched this today together, Connor, and I will just be honest and hold my hands and say I was a massive kind of girly and <laughs> I was very, very, very sad that I lost by what, six points or something yeah. really minuscule. And if it had been the old 50 50 system, Kino would have won the whole thing and they would be going to Malmo. So shout out to Kino. Love that song. Like, I like. Listen, sometimes I'm just a basic pop girly and it's who I am and I'm not going to apologise for it. <laughs> I just love Kino. I love Alexandra's voice. I just loved the staging. I was like, whoa, there they are in the box. Whoa, here they are out of the box. So I'm just like a child. <laughs> I'm just very easily entertained. But back to the subject of the matter, of course, which is the Norwegian entry for this year. I love, him. love that this is the first time they're sending a song in Norwegian for many, many years now. I love the mesh of genre. Like it's kind of like folk rock mm, with yeah, like yeah. more heavy rock elements nearly thrown in. The camera work and lighting was stunning. Like we know SVT will do a great job of producing this. And look, it's something different. Like it wasn't my pick, but I think after Kino, like I'm very happy to see that Norway chose this. And especially the fact that like the public vote really really backed this. Interesting that they went for the 60-40 split. Um, This really stands out. It's also very timeless, you know, like kind of in a way that um, Nocturne, Secret Garden, their their two wins ago for Norway is very timeless. I feel this is also very similar. This will get a good televote across Europe. I think a jury would give this some love too, to be honest, in a Eurovision final and I think as it stands, anyway, I know it's very early, but Norway are a shoe in to win semi-final too. This is very, very strong 
indeed. And no doubt Norway's qualification record is going to be kept at its very good rate. And depending on the overall quality of this year's Eurovision, we're definitely looking at a left-hand side, a very possible top 10, top 5, perhaps, with this entry. So I feel there's props. Props to Norway and claps to Norway. Well done. <laughs> Connor, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, like you, was very much a kind of stan. Um, but in saying that, I thought this entry was my second place in, in MGP this year. Or MGP. Um, MGP. MGP. Sorry, can I, <laughs> sorry, I just love how Scandi people speak. Like, we were switching between that and Melfest. And I'm just constantly like, hey, 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 hey. Oh. It's like they have like a ping pong ball in the back of their mouth while they speak. And I love Jesus. Them. Very specific. <laughs> Very specific. Um but yeah, no, this this entry, look, it's really, really interesting. It's it's it feels Norwegian, if that makes sense. You know, when you tune in, it's like, you know, you expect something from a certain country and with Norway I would expect this kind of cool folk rock entry. Um I do worry about it though in terms of the auto tune. I just can I need to be convinced more on the live vocal. I could hear it kind of coming through that there was breaks at certain points and I'm just worried that it could be a car crash when, you you know, autotune is stripped away from them. But look, it's a really cool entry. It's not personally a big favourite of mine. I love the verses, but the chorus for me just gets way too messy um, and I kind of lose interest at that point. But look, I think there's there's definitely potential with it and they've definitely got something to work with. And I can definitely see them winning semi-final too. I agree with you completely. When it comes to the final, I don't know. I think it needs a lot of work, in my opinion, for for it to do wonders. But look, if it all clicks, it could come top 10. But I also could fear, you know, if if my fears come true, I could see a full end, like France 2022 coming into effect as well. Just, oh, like full end? Yeah, just that kind of... Oh, I just... NRK is not a broadcaster. I can see messing up that much, you know? Like, mm. Fulen just ended up a bit messy. But I don't even think, like, messing up, which is if the vocals for me... Th- th- that's the big worry for me with the auto-tune. Like, I, when you listen back, you can hear her breaking at points, and I'm just like, oh. There's two very easy fixes to that. Pre-recorded backing vocals, she'll ha- have very little to do. Mm. But you say that, and then backstage. countries don't bleed and use it. Just time that's and time their again. Fault then, isn't it? No, I know, I know. But that's but our like, advice, you know. Uh, yeah, that is our advice. Uh, oh, I don't know. Norway is one of those countries. It's like Norway, Ukraine, Sweden. Like, if they mess, if they mess something up badly enough, I'll eat my hat. Like, I just, mm. I can't see. Like, like Ireland. Or I'm like definitely, Czechia. I'm definitely leaning towards like it will be fine. But no, that's just my initial worries of holding back on. Yeah, I trust my the full opinion here. I trust mm. the broadcaster here. Like, I'd be very surprised if they fumbled the bag on that. Like, yeah. They're just, they're too professional to mm. to mess it up badly enough. Like, it, 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 I agree, it, it may not be perfect on the night, but I think, like, I think they'll salvage it enough. Yeah. And it, I also, I don't know, like, do do the visuals in this speak for itself? Like, I, I don't know, I don't know, are the vocals important For me, enough? the visuals are too messy. There's nearly, like, an Enya lilting to what, she's doing so there's actually a, a little bit and more on steroids but Jesus. there's a little bit more space for her to go like up and down the scale and off a oh bit, i like. don't know i don't know i think i think it's too messy personally it's too messy that's why i love the verses the, ver- the verses are calm mm. but then it's as if the cameraman is just spinning on the chair mm. 
and it's like just every shot, you know, that's why I'm saying clean it up. But even then, I don't know if it's just the, the chorus gets too loud and too in your face. Mm. And that's why I'm, I'm referencing France 2022 in terms of that kind of mental chorus. Just it got too messy and there was a like camera shots coming from mm. left, right and center. And then, you know. I don't remember the verses though. The chorus is what I'm like thinking about right now. But, that, but, that's I mean, but I think the quality is in the verses. Whereas yeah. the chorus, I think that's where it loses me because it's just, it's oh. nearly blown up in my face. And I'm just like, what, what's going on? I don't know where that's to interesting. look. Interesting, Because I'm the other way around. I couldn't tell, like I've no interest really? in the verses. It's the chorus that I'm like. The chorus, the, the chorus ooh, for me, I'm just like. Uh, uh, that's like the bit I'm like, yeah, that's good. Like that moves mm. me in. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting we'll see. that we'll it's see. the other way Look, I, I, like you said, I trust the broadcaster and they know what they're doing, but I'm just worried in terms of, will they? Will they? Will they what? Will they, you know, fix the issues? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, like, like I'm I'm willing to admit that I'm wrong if the time comes, but like, just like, NRK is just one I don't see. Mm. I'd be very surprised now. But who knows? Yeah, who I, knows? Ju- I just don't think they change a lot from MGP. You know, I think it ticks. Stay the same. Alexandra stayed the same. You know, staging wise, like, is this going to get a major? Not that it needs it, but definitely in terms of camera angles and, you know, do they drastically change things? Mm. I don't know. The jury's out for me, unfortunately. That's a light. Yeah. There we go. That's Norway. Three down, three to go. Kill and grow? <laughs> sure, go on. Connor, love, I want a bit more enthusiasm when we go to Kilong Graw. Oh, sorry, Jesus. <laughs> Will we go to Kilong Graw? Yeah, sure. That's all brown, aren't On, on wheel to Ray. Tommy Ray. Oh, that's better. All right. Let's go to Kilong Graw. Yay! <laughs> okay. okay. Not that much. <laughs> Frawls yar and yes, it's a short phrase today, okay? Mm-hmm. Graw, graw, souvenirs, souvenirs. Love, love, peace, peace. Hey, <laughs> well done. And do you know why this week I've gone for a cheeky Because Petra Amide is returning as host for Eurovision 2024. And of course, Jeez, we will remember her indeed. from uh, Stockholm 2016 and Malmö. 2013. And what do we think of that? Well, you'll find out in the next episode Yee. of the Airmission Podcast. <laughs> so She's for teasing. now, <laughs> from Kill and Grawl, all we have to say is Slogafoe. <laughs> God, that was a very easy Kill and Grawl. Yeah. I'm very impressed with you. Was it the Grawl? Obviously, the Grawl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the I said grawls. it twice. Yeah. Souvenirs, souvenirs. I wasn't sure whether to say souvenirs mm. or shiakon. Shiakon. Shiakon, there's a poem about that, isn't there? Shiakon. Oh, I remember. I always think of Angari to shiakon. Like, oh, true, yeah. But they're I feel like, like there's a... Or I'm thinking of Unspotify. But I think... 
I think there's I a know. slight difference. Anyway, they both mean peace in their own. On Garda Siakana, peace. Yeah. They're like oh, um, the guard of peace. Like the they're like the guards of the peace, yeah. The guards of peace. One guard is you That's all I think of. Yeah. Uh, that's gas. Would never think of that. The guards of peace. Yeah. That's kinda cute, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Peace, peace. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, speaking of peace. Oh, this and is a good problems. one. This is a good one, lads. I can't wait for this. <laughs> We're ready to conga line into our next country. Connor, can I introduce this? You can't, of course you can't. Guys, I think I was Mediterranean in a past life. It just makes sense. <laughs> I love pasta. I love pizza. I love sangria. I love tapas. Sometimes I need a little siesta in the middle of the day. Sometimes the day is long. Sometimes the day is hard. Sometimes it gets hot outside. And I just need to shut my blinds and go for a little snooze. And sometimes I just want to do a conga line and just listen to some flamenco. The next country Connor and I are going to discuss is Spain. We have Nebulosa. Nebulosa with the song Zora. Now, first off, before we really get into this song, Uh-oh. Connor, there are many swear words in Spanish in this song, and I yes. don't want an E on this episode, so we ain't we ain't saying. Have we not already got an E at this point? No, oh, not haven't? for me anyway. Not I don't think from you. Oh. No surprise now. No, we're oh. we're keeping this clean for really? the kids, especially for this song. We've met some young Airvision listeners over the last few weeks. I'm very conscious about our language. <laughs> okay, Taberner, <laughs> careful. Um. Zora mm-hmm. uh, I think we'll start with you What are your thoughts here? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because you know my thoughts are like brief thoughts Oh yeah um, Look I watched Benidorm Fest this year I will start with that I was very disappointed Hi my name is Connor And I watch Benidorm Fest <laughs> Hi Connor <laughs> Connor was very brave of you to admit that to the group I know I Look Benidorm Fest has been really really good over the last two years This year third year doing it There was obviously a very you know sharp dip in quality this year um a lot of the songs when they came to the show just flopped vocally people could not sing the songs stagings did not work sound issues left right and center so uh, benedorm on a whole this year it was disappointing my personal winner was almacor burlos plantino love the song it's a bop for me from spain i expect bops mediterranean bops and that's what i want from spain this caliente du, du, exactly du, du, caliente da, da, da. uh who else even like angie that kind of rock vibe this look i've come around to it it is a good song but for spain i expect more from you the the, the path that you guys have been on has been brilliant you have had a renaissance period this is going back this is going back and fair enough spaniards love the century they don't care that it's not going to do well or if it does well, they don't expect this to win. And that's fair enough. But for me, I personally expect more from Spain. 
they were on a trajectory to win, in my opinion. This, no. And Why I not? love the meaning of the song. I think Talk it's great. Talk about the song and the staging the, the and such. So, look, it, look, it's great. It's 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 fun. It's camp. It's it's a bit of crack. Um, it's an older woman, which is great to see because your vision is not only for the youth of today. Mm-hmm. It's great to see an older woman on stage. I'm not a fan of the bare backsides on the stage. I think it cheapens it a bit. Uh, but I understand it is, does link in with the meaning of the song and you know taking back these horrible words that are used against particularly women on a on a daily ba- mm-hmm. basis and taking that and empowering it. But I don't think you need to do it in that light with two male asses or two <laughs> two male backsides. I'll cut that. Two male backsides or even if it was females, I don't think you need to do that. Um, yeah, look, that's it really. Like I, I, I'm not a fan of it. It's not for me, but I understand people love it. I don't think this is going to get votes in in May, unfortunately. Um, Spaniards love it you can hear the audience singing along when you watch the video and it's great to see but when you have an, an audience mixed full of nationalities and people watching at home are they really going to pick up the phone and vote for this I don't think so I don't think so unfortunately but that's my opinion and I'm dying to hear yours because I feel like you I've really, really like sat it. on that I actually I, I'm going to be honest with you initially I was just like I don't know That's I was mm-hmm. laughing because I think you texted me or something and you were like what do you think of Spain? And I was like, oh, what to be real? I genuinely was like, I actually don't know. Mm-hmm. I need to watch it a few times. Because I, if I remember correctly, Connor, we watched some recaps together. Semi one recap we watched. And it that one semi one. And I remember, I think I watched the start of, anyway, I didn't see that full Ben Dorm semi-final. I think I was out that night or something. You showed me a recap and you were like, that's the one that's won. That was the one that won. And I was like, ha, lol. Yeah, just because yeah. it, like, it was just like, it it was camp. It was kind of like not that serious, quite unserious, um, but fun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Spanish Madonna, there she is. Um, so it was a little bit of a surprise when I saw that this was the one that won. I was a Caliente girl. Mm-hmm. That was my vibe. I was, I was, you know, gunning for that. This is the thing, like, I feel like Spain is just, like, my Eurovision country. Like, I just, I have such a soft spot for Spain, so I don't know if I can talk about Spain without being in some way biased. But, like, I do just kind of love this, like, but maybe for the wrong reasons. I don't know, okay. not the wrong reasons. First of all, I love a strong woman. Mm-hmm. I always have, that's something, like, th- that will instantly get brainy points for me. Particularly the fact that it's a woman, like, from an older demographic as you said like it's just it's it's great to have a variety of people and ages and whatever else on the Eurovision stage so that's a big plus in itself oh I don't want to get into the outfit stuff too much I mean like we've seen all sorts of outfits over the years on the Eurovision stage like I think if there's anything like fundamentally wrong with it it's kind of up to the EBU to like Mm -hmm. you know sort out outfits and stuff but like Chanel two years ago like had like a, a bodysuit and she looked incredible you know what I mean and I don't remember there being a huge discussion about what she was wearing I know it's not the exact same thing but like yeah it's just it's an interesting one when it comes to the outfits and stuff um vocally this isn't very strong but like you're is there a vocal <laughs> she's kind of shouting it isn't it she gives the mic to the crowd and yeah you sing along but and... she used to say really sing along don't they well, that's what I mean um, but that's great to see but you know 
I have like flashbacks when it, I was just thinking of Spanish fans singing of us at Melody Festival in yeah. last year and they kept requesting Blanca Paloma Ea and the DJ was like, no, I'm not playing that in the club. And at the end, the Spaniards just decided, well, we'll sing it. They were all just roaring, Ea, 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 <laughs> with the hand movements, uh, like at the end of the, the, the night of the yeah, nightclub yeah. in Stockholm. Very funny. Um, I saw a comment on a YouTube video where someone was like, uh, it, it does not matter if Europe doesn't like it uh, and it does not matter if she cannot sing it we will it, export all of the Spanish Eurovision fans to the grandstands to loudly sing the chorus for her Jeez. in Malmö <laughs> um, Eurovision Hub did a reaction to this which I really enjoyed um, I'm going to read out some of the, the comments they're mainly from Spanish fans oh and I think I think these will speak for themselves. One person commented on the Eurovision Hub reaction video to Spain saying, first time in many years that Spain stops trying to please the expectations of them and sends a really smart, provocative performance in all the ways and a strong social critique. This is a statement. This is a test for Europe to see how much they can read beyond the evident. Ah, come on. What a load of trollop. What a load. What? The thing is, okay... After English, Spanish is like one of the most spoken languages in the world. However, a European audience, the majority of them are, are not going to, I don't think, understand the message of like the lyrics in the song of, you no, know, no, no. words used against a, a woman. So it's kind of, it, it's kind of an interesting comment. Uh, somebody said, God bless Spain, send a 56 year old working mother and turn her into a diva. The song is an anthem to the freedom of women and their empowerment in the name of all those mothers who fight every day. Thank you, Spain. Do you know what that gives me a flashback to? You know, in the Barbie movie when America Ferrer is like, <laughs> you're expected to be beautiful and to do the cooking and to do the cleaning and I just, and I just want to be a person. <laughs> like, oh, just because Jesus. she's like a, a woman in her 50s doesn't mean her life is over, yeah. you know? Um... This song makes me feel like a strong Spanish woman, even if I'm a boy from Germany. <laughs> this could go viral. <laughs> I like that one. Sure. I like that one. That's eh? a good comment. That's a good one. <laughs> no, look, I think it's great that like Spanish people are very aware that this probably will yeah. not do well. And that's that's what helps me with like Setting up the song. your expectations is a good thing. Exactly. And it's not like they're harping on about being like, oh, we're going to win or like we, we should do well. They're just sending the song because they like the song. And as well, like this song is doing great in Spain. I think it's like number two on their viral charts. It's number three, I believe, on the global Spotify charts. Like, yeah. So it's doing wonders mm. for a song itself. But mm. I think as a performance, like you mentioned there, the vocals, there is none. When there is a high note, she's barely hitting it. The staging will polarize people, I think. You'll either get it or you won't. The message of the song, like you said, is that going to come across when you're watching it? I don't think so. In the postcards, realistically, in the likes of Ireland and the UK, are they really going to be talking about the message? No, they're going to be talking about the outfits, the outfits on the, on the dancers, which is a shame. Do you know what's interesting, actually, is an important thing to point out. Sorry, I feel like I'm shedding here. Do you know what is an interesting thing as well, actually, to point out is that Nebulosa is actually a duo. Yeah, it's um, her husband. Because, yeah, it seems like... Um, it seems like people seem to think it's it's maybe her, her. Yeah. but um there is a, a geo in it which is which is interesting because she's like the front woman mm. of it all but um if we're talking about a vote because as you said like the spanish are clearly setting their expectations which is a good thing because mm. we've seen many years where spanish fans have been 
disappointed. Spain five points last year in the televote. Whoa. Um, this is in the category for a camp vote. There is always a camp vote in Eurovision every year. What I mean by that is an entry that like people just enjoy because it's fun and it's camp and they throw it a vote because it's like, oh, it's fun. It's camp. Like it's, you know, I can bop to it. It's a festival feeling. It's feel good. It's inclusive. That sort of a thing. Last year, I feel Gustav I knew you were very much commandeered that vote. But if you like, you know, I, I, I'm not comparing Gustav to this because like they're totally different songs and different performers and everything. But like, just in terms of like a, as a package, like Gustav had the camp vote. It was like a little bit retro. And I say retro because Gustav was retro. Like it was kind of cool and yeah, funky. Yeah, whereas yeah, like yeah. this is like uh, earing more towards dated, I would say. This is veering towards Denmark 2021. Yeah. It's it's kind of like a weird slagger. Yeah. Spanish sound. But also Gustav had the vocal chops to like really pull off those like great runs towards the end of his song. Like he could impress a jury and pull some votes. But like he, the staging for Gustav's exactly. song was really good. His staging it was, really was a bit colorful. modern with the blacks and whites and the pops of pinks. Whereas this is he very dated with the kind of yeah. velvet chairs from like 1980. It's slightly it's, cringe. Yeah. But I kind of love it for all of those reasons. I think if you're asking me from like a Spaniard, yeah, that's a uh, that's a, uh, a stan of Spanish Spain. entries. <laughs> if you ask me as a Spaniard from a strategic point of view, I think this is a disaster. For Spain. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a calamity. It's a it's a, a telenovela. Like, oh my god, a, a dr- euro drama, <laughs> as the Spanish say. This is a big euro drama. Um, I, I don't see what this does for Spain longer term in the contest. But then if you... It, do, it puts if, them back, doesn't it? Yeah. Essentially, you know. But then if you step away from it and you're like, okay, if I take off my strategy hat for a moment and I'm just like fun Lou on a night out in Euro Club, like love this all over it. You know what I mean? Like if I meet her at any pre-parties, I'm going to be like, madre, love you. Like, oh, please, please tell yeah, me to yeah. like clean my room and like do my ironing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Love her. Um, sorry, that's that sounded very <laughs> that sounded very ageist. I meant it in like a camp, like mother, love yeah. her kind of way. Um, yeah, I think I think this is not going to be a great result for Spain, but it seems like they don't care, and that's what makes me so okay with it. It's yeah. the fact that they're not expecting anything much mm. from this but again this could surprise us i will yeah. happily eat my hat and i would love for spain to have hat. No, no i keep that <laughs> <laughs> i've seen these comparisons i just don't agree with the completely like we were alluding to there like the the differences we were making were other people comparing it yeah i saw it on twitter a few people were really? like really gustav had a lot of hate after he won but gustav had uh. a good song you know Look, this is fun. This is fun for Euro Club. I will happily dance to it. I feel like she is going to give us so much good crack this at will pre parties. Yeah, the Spanish this will, will be love brilliant. This, yeah. Even like I won't say the word, I think but we she should dedicated learn words to it. Well, it's not that hard. It's not Zora, Zora, Zora. Like and then sorry, she dedicated. She dedicated the song to all the S's of the word of the world. Ah, okay. S L U T. That's all you need mm. to know. So look, she seems to be a crack. Mm. It's a bit of fun. I'll happily look. I will eat my hat if if it comes. Yeah. You know, well, in in May. If but. this does well, I'd be delighted. 
genuinely yeah. I yeah. just I don't see it I think a jury would completely tank this in the final oh yeah yeah that, that'd be its major downfall I, I don't know how a televote would go like would people get it if they really leaned into the camp in the right way it definitely needs a revamp in terms of, in terms of staging I need to, they mm. need to get rid of this velvet look and all that I don't think that's going to do them any favours but then again we also have the international you know rest of the world vote as well that could be a very easy 12 points coming ah, yeah. in there. When you take South America into consideration. Yeah, you know, you never know. Spanish and then speakers. Pick up points. Look, we'll have to wait and see, but for the moment, it's it's not personal. I'd be very curious to talk to some Spanish fans. I've spoken to a few um, of my friends and they are very much like, yeah, it's not going to do well, but like a lot of Spain love her because apparently she's an actress and love the song. But they're not expecting much. But then the diehard fans are thinking, well, this sets us back. You know, Benidorm Fest was on the up and now this is this yeah. could throw us off track. Maybe. I was just going to say, like, I'd be interested to talk to Spanish fans just to ask them uh, in terms of, like, the reputation of Spain and Benidorm Fest. Like, Very bad. is this a bad thing for, say, next year Benidorm Fest? Well, like, you know, a, a lot of Spanish artists who may have been interested to be like, oh, maybe it's a bit too kitschy or yeah. it's too... It's Apparently not Eurovision me. has a very bad rap in Spain, full stop. Still. Very similar to Ireland. Like a lot of people just mm. don't think that it's worthwhile or, you know, there's a polit- you know, politics is involved and we don't do well, we're bottom five, blah, blah. Apparently that's a very strong image in that. And that's obviously what Benidorm has been trying to move away from. Mm. And... Does this help that in any mm. way? I don't think so. But look, we'll have to see. We'll have to get a Spanish, Spanish person on and have the chat and see yeah. the story about it. Because it'd be interesting to know. Because remember last year we were talking about the UK and Spain and how that chat emerged between Lee Smithers and the Spanish head of delegation. Yeah. And how Feels that like is... UK and Spain have really diverged off now. Like yeah. they're, they're on totally different plans. Does that come back to Spain getting rid of their head of delegation this year? I thought that was a bit harsh. Look, I don't know Very the ins and outs of that. Like obviously there could be more to it. But um. I know, like, Blanca didn't do as well as they'd hoped, but, like, I I still felt that that, that HOD was doing a good job. Yeah. Do you think, like, they, they brought Benidorm to life, really, you know, after such a t- terrible few years of results? But, look, we'll, we'll have to get someone on to chat about it, I think. Yeah, this is one to it. dive further into, yeah. for sure, yeah. for sure. Well, I enjoyed that, Connor. Maybe we'll get to meet some Spanish fans at the pre-party in Madrid because we're very Hola Madrid Hola Madrid <laughs> I can't wait to go for a bit of heat we're very oh, strongly considering because we're going to Melfast and it'll be freezing I just know it no one knows oh yeah it'll be, it'll be like two weeks later remember last year it was like, it was like a weather watch from for us from Melfest to Madrid and every disco <laughs> I get in the house oh Jesus right oh, Jesus. so where are we off to next somewhere else Sunny? we're heading Madrid to, to Malta hey. with Sarah Bonici with Loop this, not my father you got 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 me on Yeah, and that is Malta's entry for Eurovision 2024. Who wants to kick it off? Because I don't don't mind. You can kick it off, yeah. I don't really have much to Um, say on this, to be honest. Malta, Malta, Malta. They feel like our long-lost Mediterranean cousin kicked out into the sea by Italy's big L boot. (laughs) 
and they're just left out there with their gorgeous sunshine, beautiful island, lovely, friendly people, beautiful food. And God, do they love Eurovision, especially junior Eurovision. Really small population. I'd love to know what like the, the exact figure is of, you know, uh, entrance in Mesk for like in terms of population. the percentage of the population. Um, <laughs> relatively small population for a Eurovision country. Now, Sarah Bonici with Loop. First of all, I made a, a serious prejudgment of this girl. I was fast asleep that night uh, after it was selected. I'm an old lady. I couldn't stay up for Maltese and Spanish selections. Woke up the following morning to go and check and I saw the photo of Sarah and I said, oh my God, that girl must only be in transition year. She's 25, so she's still very young, but she I thought she was about 16 when I saw a photo of her. But then when I went and watched the performance, Connor, I thought, wow, that's a woman. Like, she, she's a great performer. I was very impressed by her. The song, look, it's not anything new in terms of that kind of genre of girl bop. She looks fantastic. She sounds pretty good. Um... As far as the mask setup goes, I thought like the whole presentation of it was quite good with the dancers. There was some very slick choreography going on. Uh, in terms of what we have of that genre so far in Eurovision this year, like we have Luxembourg, whatever. Uh, this is definitely on top for me. The loop. Uh, not quite enough of a hook for it to be super catchy. But I think there's really good potential here. I kind of hope Malta don't do a Malta and just scrap it and give her a brand new song. Like for once, can they just stick to the song, but like give it a, a very decent revamp, like, you know, really inject a bit more magic into it. But I actually think there's quite a lot of potential here. I mean, look, Malta are always going to struggle to qualify. So that's a, a separate conversation until we have more entries in that semi that they're in. But I don't think this is completely dead in the water. Like, I think they could do something with this. It's not a Eurovision winner by any means. It's not a standout Maltese entry. It's not quite Chameleon 2019. Love that one. Banger. Um, But there's like something there. There's a little, there's a little something, something. And I don't dislike it. It's very much like middle to top, actually, of my rankings. Not to go on about Ireland, I know we are the Eurovision podcast, but one thing I did think was like, oh, well, if we'd sent Erica Cody, this would have been a clear kind of comparison, you know, mm. a clear, clear competition for Erica had we sent her. So, yeah, I thought that was an, an interesting one. But yeah, I would say I'm whelmed by this. It's good. I like it. I don't really remember it super well, but... It's like on the upper part of my top at the moment. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to be that positive. Okay. It's That's just, all right. no, not for me. Malta, I feel like I've gone downhill slightly. I remember two years ago, even last year, the, the production of the, the show itself was amazing. Like they were in a big arena, big kind of RDS yeah, event. That looked great, actually. This year they were just in a studio and I don't know what happened. There was no atmosphere. There was no, mm. the trophy itself. It looked like someone had tipexed it on, you know, the winner message. And it, it just looked real cheap. And I don't know what happened there. And Malta is a very wealthy country, so I don't know where, where it's gone. Um, the song itself, I agree with you. It does, it, it it's not really like that different or unique we've kind of heard it before um in saying that it is it is a good entry it's a decent entry 
I don't know if it will qualify. I think it does need cleaning up. For me, there's a lot of elements taken from other performances, particularly Chanel. I saw a lot of dance moves that I saw with Chanel. Even though Carell last year, there was a lot of elements taken from that. The styling, the outfit. At the moment, in its current package, it just seems very much like a Poundland Chanel to me, unfortunately. But like you said, Malta can go away and work on this. Sarah can sing. She will need support in certain elements of the song, I thought. And I don't know if that just comes down to the studio setup. Similar to the late, late, you know, sometimes vocally, it cannot sound good in a, in a TV studio. She should really benefit from the pre-party tour, you know. Exactly, exactly. And look, I won't write it off completely. Like you said, Malta does struggle to qualify with whatever they send, you know, the good sound quality and then they could still bow out in, in last place in the semi-final. But look, I think stick with it. Give her love, give her support give her the resources that she should have and we'll see what happens but for me at the moment it is just very much a pound on chanel and it's not doing any damage on my scoreboard app at the moment it's very much sitting towards the bottom if not second last at the moment fair enough it's a shame but fair enough i don't think the song is quite strong enough I do get the vibe that this is one of those that was maybe sitting in a producer's drawer oh definitely 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 um but hopefully they can make something. But I don't, I don't. I think just a wider mess, like entry was. I don't think there was anything really in that selection that would have yeah. done wonders. Anyway, I do think this was probably their best option. I know the banana song that people were talking about could have done a bit of love with the televo, but ultimately, I think this was probably the best out mm. of a bad bunch. But like you yeah. said, this has probably been sitting in a producer's drawer for the last two, three years. Which I is just a shame. want Malta to win. I just, I just want to go to Malta. I love Malta in Eurovision. Like their entries, like you said, yeah. like. Chameleon was was brilliant. Such I loved uh, Walk on Water in 2016. Like I love that song. I really liked the Busker last. Busker year. were good. Yeah, they like were good crack. they they're sending good entries. For me, this isn't doing anything. Unfortunately, yeah, but fair enough. We'll see enough. what happens. I think, like you said, you you put up a great point there about the pre parties. She could come away with this and be a superstar. Um, you know, we saw it with Brooke. You know, yeah, something could happen here. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Amazing. Well. There we have it. We're kind of going from one part of Europe to another. We leave behind Malta. And I know we mentioned Malta's struggles, similar to Ireland, getting out of semifinals and qualifying to a final. The only country in the history of Eurovision who has never had to struggle to get out of a semifinal because they have a 100% qualification streak into the grand final is Ukraine. Now what they do have is a 99% chance of drama and vidbeer because oh my <laughs> god that national final seems to never go without some kind of drama or something going on in or around or outside of the songs. But of course Ukraine have selected their song for Eurovision 2024. And the act heading to Malmo will be Jerry Heil and Aliona Aliona with the song Teresa and Maria. Connor, Ukraine have done it again. 
They have. They have. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Is it really simple? What do you think of me saying this? I'm very curious, actually, because I don't think we've talked much about this. Mm-hmm. We've been very good this week. We've kept a lot of <laughs> Keeping things Keeping our under, thoughts. Kept a lot of things under wraps. <laughs> this entry, to me, is like a perfect mesh of, like, there's a lot of elements of Stephanie, but there's a lot of elements of Goa nearly in there. I wouldn't say Goa. I would say Jamala, as opposed to... Jamala as well, but the kind of... Um, the vo- just, I suppose it's just the female Ukrainian vocal. I I can hear a lot of Katerina and Goa within the melody, like the hum, this hum, na, na, mm. na, na. I can see why you'd hear that from Jamala as yeah, well. But anyway, more that's, Jamala, yeah. that's just that's just yeah, yeah. that's my opinion. Um, I love this. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. It's haunting. It's it's interesting. It is just so streamable. It's very addictive it's very it's got this like lovely soothing melody and uh it's got then this kind of nicely paced rap very head boppy um this is one i definitely want to hear live i think this will be even better to hear live kind of nearly like a spiritual kind of a a feeling um Ukraine just like they just have it down to a T like what their music industry represents how to kind of showcase their culture through music through rapping and I, my one little snag with this and again we watched this together Vidbeer we attempted to watch Vidbeer together it was just incredibly long <laughs> we survived it all actually we did well yeah well I didn't quite make the results for the next day I just heard what the result was <laughs> in the end and um, because if anybody doesn't know there was kind of um technical issues with the voting with the app that was being used and it took them a while to resolve that and so they made the decision to announce the winner actually the day after the final and then there was this whole kind of other drama in between where one artist attempted to pull out but they couldn't pull out because they couldn't take them off the voting app anyway there's never a dull moment in ukraine's national selections um but anyway my one little snag and i think connor you agree because we talked about this on the night was the staging actually wasn't fully it didn't feel complete no. here there was something missing camera angles were actually quite messy mm. for vidbeer and there's a lot of wide shots and um you know the the two performers are great and i love their voices and their tone but i i just wanted like more close-ups of them and i wanted to feel more of their emotions and we were just getting too many kind of weird camera angles and Maybe just not quite enough going on mm. with the staging, but like in fairness, not to get my hopes up too much, but if there's any country who can just stage anything, it's it's Ukraine. Absolutely. Um so let's let's see what will be on the stage in Malmo in May. But the, the streams for this are like through the roof. Through the Even roof. the votes itself. They had over like seven hundred thousand yeah. votes. Out of 1.1 million or something like it, it was crazy. The amount over 600k more than second in the television, mm. which I believe was Malovin. Crazy, mm. crazy when you think about it. But th- this could win. This could win Eurovision. This is definitely a contender for for the win. Um, w- with the staging, like you said, I completely agree. I I came away from it wanting a bit more. But in saying that, I I trust Ukraine when it comes to staging. They've given us some amazing staging concepts over the last number of years you know every year really they have this 
not been one year, but if you come you come away and thought, oh, is that good? Is that bad? You know, their quality every single year. And that's why they still have their 100% qualification record because they know what they're doing. Mm. So w- with this, I definitely can see that they, there will be improvements. I can't wait to hear it live. It, it It's such a blend of traditional, but also a bit modern with the rap elements in it as well. Yeah, look, Ukraine know what they're doing. This could win. Yeah, that's all I got to say. It's just, it's just a quality entry from Ukraine once again. And um, yeah, bring it on. See what happens in, in May. But definitely one to watch for the season. One to watch for the season. Mm-hmm. I just had a quick check on Spotify. This is like topping uh, Ukrainian Spotify charts. and So this already has over 2 million streams. Why? Which, you know, for an average Irish Eurovision song, in Eurovision terms, for an average Irish Eurovision song that maybe NQs or doesn't do that well, like we'd be lucky to get to a million mm. by Eurovision. So for it to be early days of February and already over two million is very, very strong. Yeah, I totally agree with you. This is at the moment, this is the winner. Yes, I agree. Yeah. It, will it be the winner? We like we can't say because we have what thirty odd more songs to go, twenty seven, whatever. Um. Def to be up there. It's top five. Yeah, yeah. It's top five once nothing nothing gets worse with the staging. But I think the song, like, as you said, can stand on its own. Like, it's just such a good quality song. Um, And, yeah, at the moment, no one else is coming near this. In, in my estimation, anyway, like, juries will back this. Televoters will back this. And it'll be... At the very least, another Ukrainian top 10, most likely top five. Wouldn't be mad. No. If this won, I'd be very happy if this won, actually. Um, And let's just keep the tradition going. If Ukraine are not in a position to host, maybe Liverpool would do it again. Who knows? Who knows? But obviously that would be that would be something down the line if and when it were to happen. But this is quite exciting. Like Ukraine are just... Just throwing out the bangers year after year. Yeah. 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 Fair play to them. So we're over the, the double digit mark now. We're yeah, everyone's making their top ten rankings. Milking yeah, milking the top ten rankings. Only twenty odd more to go. <laughs> you know what I can't wait for? I was thinking Dizzy. about this. Well, that yes. <laughs> uh, but just in general in terms of the podcast and that, I was thinking driving the car today about quick fire ratings. Mm. How much fun that is going to be. Yeah, be fun. Um, speaking of the podcast and quick fire ratings, it's very important to us that we have the listener interaction and the follower interactions. Connor and I had a very enjoyable conversation on the last podcast episode where we were talking about where we were when, uh, <laughs> I think it was for you when Nikki Byrne NQ'd yeah. and for me when... Jedward qualified so we got actually some great messages off people we said you know send us in a message for where you were for those years um and we're going to read a couple out now so on instagram michael Doherty got in touch saying just had to drop in listening to the latest ep on my flight to stockholm and cracking up the jedward and nikki convo 2011 i was in my uni halls on the north coast having a ball of a time with all these 12 points 
while my housemate at the time was massively confused by it all. And then afterwards, having a rant with my mum, having no idea how Azerbaijan could have won, lol. And then 2016, I think I was just in my flat in Belfast, solo watching Nikki's NQ. Not as much fun, but still. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Truly interested to hear all that. I love those sort of messages that we get through. Dee sent us a message saying, I'm so old. I was away on a school trip to the Cork Choral Festival and watched Ireland win and Riverdance unfold. Amazing memory. But yeah, I'm ancient. I'm so jealous of people who like saw Riverdance live for the first time. Exactly. Can we also talk about the lore of Irish Eurovision fans having like school trips attached to Eurovision somehow? Like you and I both mentioned school trips. See May, it was always nice weather. So that was the time of year that you'd go away if you were going on a trip. Because <laughs> it was the only month that you actually had decent weather. <laughs> That was the summer. That was the summer. The month of May. That was it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so funny. So funny. Um, but yeah, look, we're we're certainly getting moving in terms of getting closer to Eurovision. Next month, it's hard to believe we'll have all the songs and we'll have that kind of mini period in between May and March to dissect them all. Um, April's always a bit of a like... <gasps> oh, yeah, just kind of... Okay, let's, let's have a look at what we've got. And... and it's exciting. It's exciting. I think this is going to be a strong year by by the standard that we've gotten so far. Hmm. It's definitely a mixed bag in terms of genres and artists and the vibes that certain countries are going for. And I'm looking forward to it. It's Me going to be too. exciting. It's going to be exciting. Connor, people have been starting to ask us on our socials and across the board where we're going for the season. What are we up to? Do we do we know yet? Where are we going? I think where we have we a vague plan to? at the moment. I think we're Melody Festival. That's in our March. first trip. Yeah. We seem to be the final. going to Madrid. <laughs> I, I look, think I think I think that's like I think we're going to Madrid. 60, 70 percent certain. Hola. Que tal? Um, <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to where are we going then? Amsterdam. Then we're going to Amsterdam. Yeah. We're so we're going, going to the Amsterdam. first pre-party and the last pre-party. That's kind of nice. We're nice. bookending it. Yeah. Yes. Which I think we did last year. Like in terms of air. I remember going to Barcelona yes. and that was the first one. And then we went to London, which was the last one. Yes. So we've kind of covered both ends again this oh, year. Oh, you look? That wasn't nice. even on purpose. No, that was just a coincidence, lads. But and then, of course, Malmo all going well. Malmo again, me. yeah. I'm not going to lie. I did see the Malmo on the Mersey thing, that Liverpool are having a thing on Pierhead. Yeah, but I, you, I was, we keep thinking of Liverpool last I know, year. I don't think it would be the same Liverpool. I know, but it looks really cool. The but if you're looking for a cheaper option, I guess. That's be. actually really good to say for any listener who's in the UK or Ireland and you're not planning to go to Malmo. Maybe it's not possible for you that particular week for whatever reason. But uh, if you're anywhere near Liverpool, look up Malma on the Mersey. It looks really fun. Just like a little mini Eurovision village, really. Pretty and much, they're yeah. streaming Eurovision. And I think Euroclub is going ahead that weekend too. In yeah, Camp in Camp and Furnace oh! as well. <laughs> throwback. I love Absolute Camp throwback. Furnace. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I look, thank you guys again for getting in contact as, as always. It's really, really appreciated. We love to hear your messages and, and your thoughts and opinions on the songs and your stories associated with Eurovision. Um, also as well, thank you to everyone who has supported us on Buy Me A Coffee. We had one new donation since we uh, last spoke to you guys from Harry, a friend of the podcast. Um, he said, been meaning to do this for a while, over the moon to see how far this podcast has come. The Eurovision coverage was phenomenal and you really have become the voices of Ireland in Eurovision. The success couldn't have come to two better people. So thank you so much, Harry, for that thank lovely you, message. Harry. And see you in Melody Festival. Is he going? He's going. No. I thought you knew that. No. 
He's going. Oh, that's great. He's going. Lads, message us if you're going to Melody Festival. <laughs> we'll make a group chat. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Let's make an Eurovision group chat. That'd be really cute. For all the Eurovision for listeners what, and followers to like, going to Melody Festival. And yeah, why not? We well, we're have... either going to be at the arena or we're going to be at the after party. So it's... But like people want to meet up for like a coffee or for oh, yeah, lunch. Sure. I think it could be quite nice. Like figure out where what areas everyone's staying in in Stockholm. Some people might not have been to Stockholm before. We can give them tips. Other people can give them tips. Fair enough. Send us a message if you're going to Stockholm Jesus, and that's something you you're interested work for in. for discover countries. Like you're great. <laughs> sell in Slovenia. Sell in Stockholm. Oh my God. I like to travel. <laughs> Vulture Ireland sponsor us. <laughs> oh God! Well, we are way over time on this episode, but um, are we ever on time? We're never on time recently, and there's no rules. No, we make the rules. We make the rules. <laughs> we 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 can sleep when we're dead. <laughs> Your vision is forever. <laughs> The fun does not stop when you stop listening to the episode because we've got loads more on our social media accounts. You can follow us on Instagram at Airvision Podcast, Twitter or X at Airvision Pod. You can find us on TikTok at Airvision Podcast as well. We're on email as well if you want to send us an email, airvisionpodcast at gmail.com. And as well, literally just search us. You'll find us, Airvision Podcast, and you will find wherever you Search. Um, also, as well, if you haven't got the time, we would really, really appreciate it if you leave us a little review or a star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It helps other Eurovision fans, particularly Irish fans, to find us. So we would really, really appreciate it if you took a minute to do that. But We also have an office on Amien Street in Dublin City Centre. It's also known as Fall to Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what you were Googling there as I was saying the big spiel about contact us. I was wondering what you were up to. I saw the Google Maps pop up. I was like, what on God's earth is she up to? For legal reasons. That was a joke. Please don't <laughs> contact Fall to Ireland. We are not affiliated for the podcast. Our views does not represent the opinions of our... <laughs> they could be, though. We'll have to get them on and find <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> but, lads, for the moment, all we got to say is... Slong a phone.